Pod, 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 pod. Rugby pod. Hello and welcome along to the Six Nations preview edition of the Rugby Pod. I'm your host Andy Rowe and as usual I'm joined here by Big Jim and Goody. But this week we're also speaking to a legend from each of the home nations. Uh, we've got Grand Slam winner Paddy Wallace from Ireland, Welsh record try scoring legend Shane Williams, Nick Easter, the only England forward uh, to score two hat-tricks, Ooh. and the Greatest ever Scotland second rower, Dottie Weir, is going to join us on the show as well. Jim. The second best Hold Scotland on, second well, rower. We've got to talk about something, haven't we? Why? So BBC did a, uh, a review of Scotland's best ever players, didn't they? Who's yeah. doing that review? 15 best ever players. And you could pick. But there wasn't just 15 in the list. There was Pretty about, much all of them. There was about 400, mm. except for one notable absentee. Old nine-point Jim. You didn't make the list, mate. Four, Who, who's you told me. That? You told me... You are the greatest ever Scotland forward. No, I didn't say that. You said you're the most skillful, the most athletic. No, I didn't say that. What did you say then? I'd say I'm probably the most Scottish second row to Oh, play, Scottish. Play I thought you said skillful. But no, no, it was Scottish. You, but weren't, yeah. you weren't even an option. There was like 400 options for Mate, players. Um, like, like I tweeted. I tweeted Goody, give me a bit of, bit of shit on social media. Mm. And I said, I'm sad. But I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised either you weren't in it. Let's why why weren't you surprised? No, I didn't say that really. Right. I didn't say that. I said I was surprised. You were surprised? I'm not sad. I was surprised. <laughs> But, um, but Do- sa- Doddy Weir is a legend, end of. Oh, I can't, can't wait to have him on. Mm. He, yeah, we'll talk about him after. I love him. Thanks to Matchpoint this week, who were doing a promotion with during the Six Nations, um, that you can download their app to find the best pubs showing the rugby across the UK, and you get two for one on Guinness during the Six Nations games, which is a pretty good deal. Well, they're also offering you the chance to win tickets to the game, so go and check them out. And thanks very much to Rugby Pass for their help with the pod. Uh, you can watch the show on rugbypass.com. Um, after last week's postponement, we're, we're now heading to Newcastle on February the 6th for our next live show. Uh, apologies to everyone who had tickets last week. Um, there are still some available if you fancy coming along on the 6th, and some tickets are available uh, for Edinburgh on Wednesday the 21st of February. So go to eventbrite.co.uk. Um, people have actually apparently been sending in their best wishes to Jim's son. How is he, Jim? Yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's good now. And apologies in all seriousness, uh, missing the Newcastle. I direct message a few people on social media that had from Coventry. They were yeah, going from Coventry. Flight, yeah, he? booked a flight. Mm. So I messaged him. You giving him his money back for his flights? Or? Well, I, I, he can come on stage with me and chop a pint. That's okay, his, there we uh, go. But no, my, my son Max got taken into hospital early in the week. Well, not early in the week. On Tuesday, uh, he had bronchitis. I don't know what it was, but it's an issue with your lungs or mm. something to do with their breathing. So not great, but he's fine now. And I appreciate all the well wishes. And again, apologies for missing that Newcastle one. But when we do come up, we will make it memorable. So obviously Max was in hospital, right? Yeah. And Beck went to hospital with him. Yes. Stayed with him. I had to, I had to look after the three kids and the dog. Yeah. <laughs> Dark. <laughs> this is what I love. Dark is an. He understatement. had to do his job as a dad, and he's like, no. No. yeah, I had to look after three kids and a dog. Dark. Tough gig, or yeah, it was tough. Yeah, it was tough. It was tough. I'll be honest. I mean, obviously, it's a worry about Max, and I'm glad he's really good now. But um, yeah, we we can joke about it now, can't we? Um, obviously, mate, yeah, I'm I'm one of those parents that I'm not a worrier. But it's like, I'm a thinker. Do you know what I mean? So I'm... Um, because he didn't just go to hospital. He got taken in an ambulance, yeah, which I, I thought I was know. a bit... Which I thought was a bit much. Mm. I didn't think he needed to go in an ambulance. But it's heavy. Yeah, the doctors insisted. So I'm thinking... So I, I'm at the doctors, like, in there with, with Beck and the twins. And they're like, right, Max needs to go to hospital. Okay, well, we'll take him. No, we need to get an ambulance. So next thing, they're getting an ambulance for him. And I'm sat in the doctors with our daughter, Freya. And ambulance comes and picks Max and my wife up. And I'm like, well, this is, like, sad and weird. 
and uh, scary. Very scary. It was. It was scary. And then obviously, I, the ambulance turns right to go to the hospital. I turn left to go and pick the other two kids up from school. It's like, you know what I mean? Lost. What I'm trying to say is, lost without me, mum. You know, lost without their mum. Yeah, I was my mum. Well, yeah, she looks after me as well. She's my like mum as well. Or? <laughs> yeah, get my mum in there. Yes, please. Yes, please. Yes, please. No, but he's all right. He's all good now. He's all good. But yeah, thanks for that. He's back home. He's now. back home. I'm back to not looking after any of the kids again. You're so he's happy happy. again. He's happy again. Yeah. I love the way he said he's a thinker. He basically thinks every day, right? How can I get out of the house now and not look after my kids? <laughs> Matt, I was out of the house this morning, training. Yeah, yeah. 20, 25k on the bike, training and a run. Bad. Yeah, I did a bit of training. Yeah, oh, yeah I got the train as well. Is it not the same no, thing? No training. Oh, as, in, as in trying to stay fit. Oh yeah. But you're trying to stay fit, anyway. I'm looking. You got a bum bag there. Yeah, What's mate. That? I'm, I've, I've got my jacket done up as well, so my, my buttons don't pop out of my shirt. Got, is that like your school shirt from twenty years ago? School shirt. It's, it's so shirt. tight. Yeah, it is tight, isn't it? I mean, I did seventeen kilometres yesterday on the footpath. Buttons popping over. Running, walking, running. So why have you got a big belly then, like, like a bit little bum bag thing? Well, if we're, in context, who's sitting around me? I don't well, yeah, I mean, you, you still have a belly at all, do well, I? You sat here in the presence of greatness, and uh, <laughs> and obviously Andy Good, who is worryingly big, worryingly big. He's not worryingly big. Yeah. Big weekend of food though. Really? Oh, I had some steak. Lovely coat. Well, that's all right. That's protein. Well, yeah. Well, you, what did you wash it down with? You, you tweeted me, didn't you? Yeah, I just took said. the missus out on Saturday night in Mayfair. You know, Ooh, it's just yeah. how we roll. I had the best coat de buff you've ever seen. A coat de buff. Coat de buff. A coat de buff. It's like a roast beef, isn't it? It's, it's not a roast beef. So yeah, what is it? Unbelievable cut of meat. Never coat de buff. What is it? Fillet? Ribeye? It's coat de buff. Never heard of it. Are you joking? A coat on the buff. So no training for you then? What did you do training? Well, I've got a watt bike at home, so I did that in my garage, then went for a run, and then I did weights. Oh, so you weren't actually out on the street cycling? Well, no, but I was out on the streets running. Oh, yeah. Imagine that big lummox on a bike on the streets. Yeah, when I'm running. (laughs) Is that Mr. Gilmore's jacket? (laughs) So I'll just keep my headphones in now to get abused running around the Cotswolds. But did a bit of weights this afternoon. Where'd you do that? In a gym. In a gym? In, in like, physically in a gym. What is a gym? I only know you as gyms. No, it's a place where you go and become ripped up. What happened to you then? Well, yeah, oh, you had a cesarean, that was it, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Jim, have you heard of one? I, I know you, Jim. That's all I know about Jim. Have you been into a gym since you've retired? I've seen... Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Since I've retired, in the last five years of my career, I tried to avoid the gym. I'd go and stand in there, play hide-and-seek in a gym, mate. It's quite good fun. Have you been in since you retired to a gym to lift weights? I'm going to say no. No doubt. Do you train at all? Do you, like, yeah, what, train hard, mate. What, what do you do? If well, I get, the, seven, I get the 7.30 train in the morning. To get to work, does that, does that not count? No, yeah, he, put, he puts coats on buffs with <laughs> in Annabelle's with loads of misogynists. <laughs> six yeah. nations this weekend, let's just rip into it. Oh, I can't wait. Who, who, so one excited. to six, how's it going to finish? Oh, England. England, England one, Ireland two. Stuck, really. I'm stuck. You ain't stuck. I am stuck. No, you ain't. I am stuck. Really, yeah. Who then? Wales three. Oh, my word. France four. Oh, my word. Scotland five. But. No, no. Close between Scotland and Italy, five and six, because Scotland have got to go to Italy. You're last... taking the piss. Scotland have got to go to Italy, last last game of the Six Nations. You're taking the piss. I am not taking mate, the we're piss. we're going back. to Edinburgh in a few weeks. Should we, we are, let's mate, liven it up a bit. They're livening up. I'm they're getting booed, I'm going to stab down. Yeah. They're going to pin you down and yes. put haggis in your mouth and shave your head. I lo- well, apart from the shave of the head, I'd love that. <laughs> pin, pin me down and give me haggis. You are talking absolute riddles. Am I? Yeah. What are you saying? What, Scotland I'm, I'm going Ireland first. Scotland second, England third. Oh my That's God. Okay. Yeah. Wowzers. So I'm going I'm going Ireland, Scotland, England, yeah. Yeah. Wales, France, and Italianos. It's and I think I, I think that each of the top three 
Ireland, Scotland, England will lose just the one game. Who are we losing to? Scotland at Murrayfield. <laughs> got to laugh. Mate, I, you you got to laugh. we've won 22 out of 23 games. You have, and look at how crap the, the boys are playing, the main men. But it doesn't matter, get him in Eddie Jones' white shirt. Well, we will see then. We will see. We've are got you, the bet on your shirt. Are you being serious? Do you think Scotland will be fifth or sixth? Not se- well, not sixth, because I think you're Mate, you're it. talking rubbish. I'll be in Rome for that last game. Yeah. Clinging on to that team like I made them. Exactly. Going for the wooden Go, spoon. No, going, going. Going for that wooden no, spoon. going to win it. We did not win the wooden spoon. And then celebrate like you normally do. No, that's it. Well, but yeah, basically, if we didn't win the wooden spoon, we'd usually go out and celebrate, yeah. <laughs> so, Is that uh, belief real that for, you know, Scotland possibly winning this year? They haven't won for a I while. Think, well, I think you've, you've got to look at it. Dreaming. On face value, haven't, haven't you now? And you've got to look at the games that have played. So Scotland have, have been on the up, upward curve yeah. for the last few seasons. Yeah. Me and Kelly Brown laid the foundations for that team to go on and kick on and do what they're doing. You're or welcome. you were holding them back. You were you two were garbage, and now they've got some. Okay, this players. isn't about me. This okay. is about them. And now they're bearing the fruits of that. So a lot of changes under Vern Cotter. Okay, Vern Cotter comes in, does a great job. Absolute belter of a bloke. Does a great job. Belter or leaves something else. Or? Leaves. Gregor comes in. People are wondering why they've shown that. Beating Australia out in Australia. Nearly. I know what you're saying, Goody. Nearly. Beat New Zealand, smashed Australia again. Only because Kepu got sent off. Okay, well, you keep saying it. Beat Wales last year, beat Ireland. Yeah, at home. Oh, when, when was the last time? Oh. When was the last time Scotland won an away game in the championship? Exactly. I'm gonna say exactly. What, what was it? Italy two years ago. Um, no, it's interesting, and you know, listen, it's Scotland's. You talk about Scotland. It's for me, it's Scotland's best chance of winning the Six Nations. They've never won it. It's their best chance of winning it. Like Jim said, they are improving. They won in '99. Was it? There was the Five Nations, was that? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, when I say Six yeah, Nations, yeah, they've yeah. not won the Six Nations. Yeah. Um, it's their best chance of winning it because they've been so bad before when Jim was playing. So when I say it's their best chance of winning it, it's not a great chance still. But you're saying there's a chance. They've all got a chance. Even Italy, they've got a chance. No, they haven't got a chance because they haven't won a game or lost a game yet. Yeah, but mate, you're talking rubbish now, mate. Italy. <laughs> Look at the offence. He's mate, so mad. Italy and mate Gatlin comes out this week. We speak to Shane when he was like, "Gat, Wales going to win the Six Nations, mate." He's, he said Wales have got the easiest draw or something, did he? Yeah. I mean, Cloud right. Cuckoo Land or what? Yeah. He's a madman. Um, but I love how passionate Jim is about his second nation, Scotland. No. Scotland till I die, mate. I love it. There's been quite a few injuries. The coaches are sort of playing down the injuries. What are, what are you guys' thoughts on that heading into the tournament? England oh. are full of injuries. Well, yeah, you say that. but And, and Wales. It, and this is the thing. That England have got loads of injuries, but we've got loads of depth. So I think the, the, the team gets announced on Thursday. But where are you getting this depth from? But if you look at so you look at the players that are injured, name me some of the England players that are injured. Bar Billy, well, Billy Van okay. and Nathan Hughes. Well, let, let's go through the front rows. Okay, so front row, my okay. starting front row, right? Mako Van great. Marla's injured. Marla's banned. Yeah. Who's, D- on, the, who's on the bench? D- Dylan Hartley's going to start at hooker. Rubbish. He will start. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and Dan Cole. Mate, Coley's about sixty now. <laughs> he's got he's got a fair few caps on. Mate, he has got a fair. But few But this is the caps. thing. So when you go, you talk about the depth. So we yes, we've got. Sinclair's injured, isn't he? Yeah, Sinclair's injured. Um, Marler, uh, Marler's banned. Genji's injured. Genji's injured. So you've got Obama. Ben Obano. You've got Barack Obama on the bench. Barack. Um, Obano's out. Obano's out. He's out. He's out. Barack Obama's out. So there's, there's Boyce from Quinn, isn't there? Um, what, Boyce Avenue? Who's that? Hepburn. Hepburn's a good player. Exeter, mate. Hepburn? Oh, he is a good player, yeah. He is a good player. No, I thought he was German. He looks German. Hell of a lid. Yeah, so he's, he's going to be brought in. Harry Williams on the bench. He's a decent yeah. player. There you go. So Jamie George, got, he's a good player. We've got depth. Where, well, where well where come was, on then. Where was you? Yeah, there, there's my six. 
So I'm going Hepburn. Yeah, you're going front row. What? Yeah. Okay, second row is Joe Launchbury. Good. And then Marrow or Courtney Laws, whichever one you play, second row or six. Okay. And then you've got Cruz on the bench. Okay. Or Ezequi. Yeah. Strength and depth. Back row. Back row. To start against Italy, I'm going Courtney Laws or Marrow at six, whichever one you stick the other one in yeah. the second row with launchers. Uh, Sam Simmons at eight. Yeah. And Rob Shaw, if he's fit, at seven. Okay. Is that all right? Or we've got Ten. We've got Haskell to come back. Ten. Ten, obviously George Ford, unless, unless, has Eddie, there's all this press over the last week about Ben Teo being fit again. Eddie, are you okay? No, Eddie Jones is going Ford at 10, Farrell at 12. 22 out of 23 with that combo. 13. Uh, Jonathan Joseph, Elliot Daly's injured, but you've still got JJ. Wingers, I'm going Johnny May and uh, Anthony Watson. And Brown at 15. Mike Brown at fullback. Okay. So when you, like you talk about depth, you talk about injuries, the players that we've got out injured, we've got, Obviously, Billy's our big one. Then yeah. Billy out. Nathan Hughes would play out. He's out injured. He's only two weeks away, I think, Nathan Hughes. Yeah. For me, he's not done it in the England shirt. No, he hasn't, but Billy's the man, right? But when Billy's the man can't play, because Billy is the man. Yeah, he is the man. Hell of a voice, by the way. Yeah. Wow, did you see that? Yeah. Get him on. Singing in South Africa on karaoke. Yeah. Voice on, of an angel. Get him on a live voice show. Voice of an angel. Um, those t- When Billy's out, Nathan Hughes is your next best over the last 18 months or so. And now he's out, so Sam Simmons plays. I still can't believe Don Arm's not in the squad, but... You keep saying that. I know. But do you agree or not? Yeah, I do. So, there, you know, you, in terms of England's injuries, name them. Billy, Nathan. You've got Sinclair, who's out injured. Yeah, but we're talking... Let's, okay, so... so the, when I say depth... Well, let's keep on it, then. Let's keep talking about England. So, so aggressive. Let's talk about the form. You can see he's had a weekend with the kids, no, haven't no. you? He's let's like, talk oh, about the form. I'm so angry! So, Mako, okay, good teammate of mine. Yeah. Hasn't been playing well. No. Been getting hosed in the scrum, rightly or wrongly. Last game. Played very well in the scrum. Yep. Okay, so dominated in that area against a very good Northampton pack yep. with Dylan playing. Then we come on to Dylan. Yep. Okay, and then we move on. <laughs> <laughs> Coley. Yep. Coley, as much as we love him and he looks 50. He can we'll, scrum until the cows come We'll on. leave it at that. Marrow's not been in his best form. Courtney's not been in his best form. Out of them, Launchbury's the best player. Yeah, Launchbury's on fire. He is, yeah. Sam Simmons yet is proven internationally. Yeah, but he's playing out for Exeter. Okay. Rub Shop is... Is he... Is Rub Shop struggling a bit? Rub Shop's injured. Rub Shop's... Rub Shop. Rub Shop's struggling. Chris, injured. the Rub Shop. Um, Careful what you say now. Yeah, no, we, everything's, everything's TP now, isn't it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Young's at nine. Danny Kerr, probably in better form than him. Yeah, I'm going Young's at nine. Danny Kerr right. off the bench. And then you're going George Ford at ten. George Ford at he's ten. absolutely pony for Leicester. <laughs> absolutely pony. And him, where's him, the chicken? Where's the chicken on the wing in Johnny May? He's there, mate. Mate, he's chicken there. Noises in his mate, I ain't seen him. <laughs> mate, I ain't seen him in about 12 weeks. Um, he's still scoring tries. Okay. Hey, mate, don't you worry about it. We'll, I, be all right. we'll see then. The, mate, the, the good job is, you've got Italy up first. I know. Uh, and the issue is, and it's not an issue, but you talk about England, Scotland, or Scotland, England, we'll get to that in three weeks' time. But you talk about their injuries, their injury crisis in the front five. When I'm saying we've got Joe Myler missing and we've got Sinclair missing, we've still got Mako and Dan Cole. You know, and we're playing Dylan Hartley, who's captain 22 out of 23 victories, um, with Jamie George on the bench. The difference is, I talk about depth and player resources, that's where Scotland are going to get found out. Mate, you, don't even, you don't even know. You can't even speak truth here. You don't know any Scotland players. I do. Batty. Batty boy! <laughs> <laughs> He'll be on the bench. Batty. I mean, who's going to play front row? Gordy Reid. Who? Stuart McAnally. Who? He's a pilot, Stuart McAnally. Uh, well, he should stick to flying. John, he might get some brown wings in the scrum. John Welsh. McAnally might get some brown wings in the John, scrum. John Welsh meatball. Sc- Scotty Lawson's not happy. Why? 
Oh, takes, John, John Welsh is a good. He's a good player. Yeah, actually. his nickname's Chicken Ball. He loves yeah. Chicken Balls from the Chinese. Yeah, um, and he looks like a bit like a Chicken Ball. But what about his chip and chase a couple of years ago, yeah, last year or something? Embarrassing. But um, so Scott Lawson texts me. Yeah, um, he's not happy because he's a hanging individual. Well, he said that we're abusing him on the podcast. Oh, I said I said I've talked him up, and he is the only man in possession of that other uh, the photo. So he said if I talk shit about him again he's going to put that picture on social he, media he's not the only other person with that photo okay is he? Yeah, anyway so johnny gray playing well is he yeah very well richie gray's out well he's injured he's out he's out is he and they, they How announced you know it today they announced oh, did it today they? okay yeah. you've seen i've been working all day yeah at the wolfpack bar he gone he's gone so grant gilchrist is in who oh is that the fellow that took your spot at the yeah he's, he's, sorry, he's, one, of the, he's one of the best second rows sorry, in the world sorry that's too harsh I'd yeah apologize. hamish watson sorry can we hold hamish watson dildo dave Who's Dildo Dave? Dave Denton. Dildo Hands. Why is he... Di- oh, Dildo Hands. Yeah, Dildo Hands, okay. yeah. But he's, he's not anymore. Um, well, he's not in great form. He's at Worcester. He's been playing awesome at Worcester. Because they've been going really and then well. And you, then you come on to the back. So, you, obviously, John Barkley as well, friend of the show. Yeah, yeah. And then you go on to the He's played very well, actually. Yeah. So, Ali Price. Yep. Finn Russell. So, you're picking Ali ahead of Greg, uh, Greg Laidlaw. Definitely for the first game. Yeah, for every game. Yeah, for the first game. Definitely for every Finn game. Finn Russell. Yep, outstanding player. And in great form. Alex Dunbar at 12. Is he fit? Just ask him. Hugh Jones at 13. Very good player. Tommy Seymour's back in form. Very good player. Don't know who they go on the other wing, but they've got the main man. We don't need another wing. You've got Hoggy at fullback yeah, and he covers everything. Yeah. But here's the thing. When your scrum's doing this, beep, 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 the scrum is reversing and you're getting hosed at line-out time because you ain't got a front five because they're all injured. You ain't winning the game. Mate, you know you're, playing off, you're playing off kick chase. You're playing off scraps. <sighs> And because well, we'll of the way Scotland play, Scotland, play Scott, Scotland beat Wales this weekend. No chance. Right, do you want to put a bet on it? No, because we've got a bet. I don't. I don't bet on Wales because I'm only a quarter Welsh, so I don't really talk about that. But I bet on England. I bet England beat Scotland. Okay. We've had that bet. Well, we've said that. I bet England finished higher than Scotland in the Six Nations. Well, we've not had that bet, have we? We'll see. Have you seen how angry he is today? You've seen the look on his face. <sighs> Um, last time England opened the Six Nations campaign, it was versus Italy in 2009. You remember that one, guys? No, it was a lifetime ago, wasn't it? It was think a about long, that. long, long time ago. 2009. 36-11. Open, opening game. Harry Ellis at halfback. Oh, opening try. Was Who they, scored it? Was there gloves? Who scored the first yes, shit red cycling I shorts? I remember it now. What was it? Scored after 90 seconds. <laughs> Sorry about that. Who England scored after 90 seconds? Uh, well, personally... That's my one and only international international try. Were you wearing gloves? I was wearing gloves. You, grubber kick through. Oh my word! Put a gr- grubber kick through. Beat Andrea Massey. Best looking. Who? Andrea Massey. Are you oh. joking? It was. Uh, yeah. Um, beat him to the ball. Best looking. Per- best looking back I've ever seen in rugby. Really? Yeah. Decent rig. Italian stallion. Decent rig. Pipe. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Hey, the boys talk, fell in love with him. Talking, every day. talking of Italian stallion. Do you think you are one of the ugliest players who ever played for England? No. In terms of like in your kit. So, you know, there was people who looked great in their kit. Sonny Bill, Johnny yeah. Wilkinson, yeah. myself, yeah. Uh, uh, Warburton, <laughs> Warburton, Warburton, guys who'd like, you like that, they look great. Yeah. And then you've got Andy Good. Yeah, Red I, cyclers, Red shit cyclers. lid, gloves yeah. on. Yeah. What boots did you used to wear? Well, I finished up with uh, no, Adidas. Yeah, what did you wear in 2009? 2009, Gil- I wore Nikes. Nike, mate. Nikes, my ass. Fuck you. Would I ever wear <laughs> Gilbert's? X-Blades. No, I was, I was uh, Reebok. Reebok? When I, when I first started, I was Adidas, when I was young. Then yeah. I got a contract from Reebok. And then Nike. Reebok? Did you used to wear ankle boots? No, mate. Just the old silver oh, ones. God. Beautiful, they were. Saracens days, when Saracens were sponsored by Reebok. Okay. Um, so I was with Reebok for a bit, and then Nike, and now when I finished up Adidas. Oh. So that day I was wearing my, my Nikes. 
And do I think I was the... Listen, I appealed to all those people in the stands. That thought that it was unattainable. They were like that. Fuck me, if he can do it, I can do it. Yeah. Takes a bit of skill to look this bad and still play okay, doesn't it? You <laughs> looks horrendous. Well, you might have gotten over Italy that day, but you uh, didn't get over Ireland in that competition. Uh, when uh, joined by 2009 Grand Slam winner Paddy Wallace, thank you very much for joining us. How are you doing? Very well, thank you. Do you think this current crop can emulate what you guys did back in uh, 2009? That'll be tough to ask for talent-wise, yeah. They certainly have the squad of players to, to make a run out of. Well, obviously, you go back to that 2009 game against England when you won the yeah. when you won the Grand Slam, and uh, I think I came on with about ten to go, and we nearly won the game. In the the end. game. Yeah, do you remember? You do remember that, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about it today. Yeah, oh, uh, see, I'm in people's minds. Yeah, I think Floody started that game. And, Who? Uh, Toby, yeah. Toby Flood. Never Toby. heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, ten minutes ago, we thought we were completely ahead, but. Uh, I think he came on impact sub. Impact. Uh, went the length of the pitch. We did. And, Little uh, grubber kick. And it was squeaky bum time in the end. But yeah, uh, we, we managed to hold them, thankfully. And obviously you look at the Six Nations this year and, uh, you know, you go back to that 09 Grand Slam and there's all, all this talk about Ireland and how they've really developed over the last few years, the, the depth of the squad. Um, that last game of the Six Nations this year, for me, hopefully will be a Grand Slam decider. St Paddy's Day uh, at Twickenham, obviously... England against Ireland. Last year, everyone talked about the same sort of thing, didn't they? And uh, Ireland fell at the first hurdle against Scotland, which was unbelievable. I couldn't believe they lost to that load of dross. Yeah. But um, how do you see them getting on? Obviously, France away this weekend. Tough start? Yeah, it's a tough start over in Paris. You know, I think preparation-wise, Ireland can ask for better. They're you know, going well uh, provincially with, with Manchester, Munster and Europe. Also, just came off short against Wasps. But... Uh, there's just such a breed of, of youth coming through from Adventure Academy it's just compare build the talent and uh, it'll be interesting selection wise on, on who Joe goes with obviously like I said you know Jordan uh, Lorimer and stuff have been sensational for Adventure. Uh so a few tough calls coming up but certainly the squad that, that can go across to, to Paris and, and get a win because I mean in, in past years, certainly under Joe, you know, France haven't been the, the team, the, the hurdle that, that they have been in sort of for the last 10, 15 years for Ireland. So, you know, like last year, whenever we went away to, to to Murrayfield, we got we got spanked. We were terrible. So I think that'll be certainly something that the guys will be talking about all week. Yeah, Paddy, Scotland were good that day. Um, so you mentioned Joe Smith. Uh, he's got a bit of a reputation of being quite a ruthless coach. He's, he's a, a man, apparently, who loves cats. Um, have you got... <laughs> Have you got any stories about him from within the Ireland camp? What what he you know his true character is? No, I mean, unfortunately, I never got the chance to to do. Uh, but I just I mean, his attention to detail apparently is second to none. And, and guys that sort of leave Ulster and get an experience under Joe come back from from camps better players. I think for it, yeah, I think he just he puts the fear of God into everybody. He, he'll throw you in at training, even if it's your first first squad into the first team. And sort of sink or swim. You got to know the playbook inside out, and it, it just provides a you know extra layer of focus for for any young player coming into a squad that uh, they have to be prepared and, and know the playbook inside out. Uh, otherwise, they won't hang around for too long. Yeah. And what did you make about the uh, with Zebo saying that you couldn't play in in that kind of structure? Yeah. Well, it hasn't really worked out for Simon. You know, he's, <laughs> he's chosen to to go away to Paris next year, and, and you know he's not in the squad. Donegal Ryan's not in the squad. Uh, I was surprised in Donica Ryan, he's been class. Yeah, and Tag Byrne as well in the row. So, I mean, it just shows there is strength and depth there. Joe's taken, you know, uh, he's taken this viewpoint on selection that that you've got to be in Ireland. 
and uh, you know it's worked for him so far because there is that that strength and depth within the squad that he can rely on the home base players. Well, and just to just to finish it off, um, we're doing it. We're doing a special here with we're talking to a few people from different all the home unions. Um, who was the uh, best player you played with on a night out, and why, Patty? Best I played with on a night out. On a night out, we don't care about the on pitch. A night out. <laughs> <laughs> Depends. Entertainment-wise, uh, it'd be hard to go past Neil Best. You just never know what you're going to get. Well, you're going to get in a scrap, that's for sure, yeah, buddy. You are. You're going to get a scrap <laughs> filled in, and he's getting naked. I think 2007, when we were in Italy, uh, I think I came away with stitches, and that wasn't in the match. <laughs> Classic Bestie. <laughs> mate, you don't fight um, on the continent, mate, that's for sure. Yeah, Bestie rolled his ankle, and uh, I remember arriving back at Ulster that next week to train, and uh, we got a letter from an Irish supporter saying he was uh, walking down the streets of Rome quite late at night, and uh, he saw Paddy Wallace run past him, chased by Neil Best, who performed a running headlock on the supporter. <laughs> oh, jeez, <laughs> the hand grenade. <laughs> All right, yeah. Paddy, thank you very much for joining us and thank you very much right, for the honour. Cheers, cheers, cheers Paddy. Paddy. Yeah, he remembers. You see that? He, he was thinking about me today. The game changer. That's, that's just, that, that's what they call me. The game changer. Well, you are unforgettable. The like, game changer. The I came on. We went the length. Little offload to Mike Tyndall. Yeah. Finish it off with, I get the ball back. Little grubber kick for, try for Dylan Armitage. I just, you know, create things. Yeah, see, we used to come on the pitch against you sometimes and lads would be like, Well, you didn't because you were always fun. on the bench. Lads would come on and be like, what the fuck? And then they go, that? geez, how's, how good is he looking that bad? Yeah. I'd say yeah, them Newcastle pictures still stick in my mind. Yeah, good, like, good days. I don't think I have seen a fatter person <laughs> in the modern game. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Um, it was good fun, that was. And look what's happened now. Talk about Newcastle. What did they announce last week? What they're, did they they're struggling. They're not, mate. Reconstructing... Kingston Park. They're struggling for cash. They ain't struggling for cash, mate. Mate, they are. I know I talk a fair bit, but they ain't struggling for cash. All right. Save them, kept them up, and look at their plans now. Hey, chatting to Newcastle. Uh, We're now going to go to uh, Scotland's greatest ever second rower. Dottie Ware joins us on the phone. Thank you very much, Dottie. How are you? (laughs) I'm very well. I like that introduction. I don't think Big Jim will agree with that, though. He's the only person that that wouldn't agree with that. (laughs) (laughs) I would. I'd agree with that. To give over, there's a lot of great boys put the jersey on, and Big Jim's one of them. Oh, Doddy Chunk, thanks, mate. Doddy, uh, first up, just how are you doing, and also uh, how is the Doddy Wear Five Trust doing? Uh, things are, are not too bad. Um, the, the generosity and support we've have received throughout the world has just been phenomenal. Um, everyone from people writing a little letter to say good luck to people donating money and it, with that it gives you the sort of get up and go to try and make a difference because MND um, as people know it, it took away another great rugby boy and he was van der Bessies in early or late on last year and it's a horrific disease it's just a muscle wasting disease and sometimes I do wish I maybe stuck in a little bit more when I was training to have some bigger muscles to give it a, a bit of, of a doing but uh, but with that, the frustrating thing is in the UK is that there's only one dr- drug that came out 22 years ago and very little have, have been involved since no clinical trials. So myself, I am doing very well in a way compared to a lot of other people who have this condition. I can still eat, drink, party, drive, speak. So things on that front um, are going quite well. And as I say, the foundation, the support has just been unbelievable. We've just come off a big dinner in Kelso and the three mates put together, and what a function they did, Mr. Baird Bennett and Mr. Stephen. Just unbelievable. So the support is fantastic, and 
it's just been mentioned a while ago that there's a Doddy's Cup happening um, with Scotland v Wales. So there's a lot in the pipeline for the future as well. Oh, that's great, Doddy. It sounds amazing. Um, and I hear Sam Warburton's also hosting a lunch with you before the game this weekend. He is, yes. And, and he's been doing a few uh, other bits and pieces that have not come out quite yet. Because uh, Rob Wainwright's got, a, got an idea that's quite spectacular. And then Sam's been... Very supportive of that as well. That will show him in a, a different light, um, and it's just great. That I can't explain enough the the support from everyone that myself and the family have received. Just phenomenal all round all round the globe. And Dolly, obviously talking about yourself and the family, um, going back to November, seeing you come on the field with your sons and the match ball, that was truly inspirational. And the Scottish team uh, obviously replicated that with uh, a fantastic performance. Um, it, Everyone around the world has been phenomenal uh, in supporting you, but from players and ex-players' point of view, we look at you in, in, in terms of what you're doing now and similar to that Matt Hampson kind of role that um, you've proven an inspiration to players and people around the world that shows how great rugby is. And mate, just from us, it's it's awesome to see what you're doing and raising awareness, etc. and keep on battling, buddy. Yeah, well, thank you, no, and, and I appreciate that. And with that inside, I said to someone, I've got the easy job, I've just got the little, little issue. And, and with that, everyone's... It's been great to support, as you mentioned, the Scottish Rugby Union and Gregor Townsend in particular, um, deciding that that and and organising that at the New Zealand match has just propelled everything to be where it is. Because for me to be involved in that is just something very special. And not only for myself, but for, for my kids. And my good lady was there that day as well. And it's memories that they're going to have as well. And with any luck, with all the foundation that we're going, because that's really a charity we've set up. Dollywood Five Foundation is set up to try and find a cure to this horrific uh, issue. So with that, everyone supporting that. And then one day, you never know if we do manage to find... <laughs> Uh, a fix to it I'm going to be here for a lot longer to annoy you boys so <laughs> let's hope so that works. yeah fingers crossed for that Doddy and uh, mate looking onto the pitch then let's uh, talk a little bit about rugby mate Scotland looking good eh in the autumn they were they were brilliant what do you think the chances are it's in 1999 even the bookies I think boys are, are thinking that this year and they're quite rightly to do that as well um, Gregor Townsend's brought a, a different game plan to the pitch, it's working very well with the players that he's got. Um, the autumn tests are generally a good build-up to see how things are going to go in the Six Nations, and with that, they couldn't have done any better. Two wins out of three, and the third one was pretty close against the world number one. And they are playing with confidence at the moment. They're scoring tries. They're they're, they're making things tick and work, and I think they're going to do very well this this year. Although I think it's similar to a lot of teams. For some reason, there's a lot of injuries. And with Scotland, the front row could pose a problem, but I think they'll have some plans under that to try and rectify that and and keep the game plan going. But this year, definitely. Um, Because I see Wales have got a number of senior players out, so you never know. And the hardest games you could always see at home this year is against England and France. So they've got any amount of chance, and it's very exciting. And I think what makes it exciting as well, gents, is that all the Six Nations teams are going to be pretty close possibly barring Italy unfortunately but they're always up for a game or two and can can certainly cause an upset and Doddy you'll back me up on this as well because me and uh, Goody have nearly come to blows a few times on the Greg Laidlaw situation Ali Price was brilliant in the autumn like we saw as well clips of when he's come off the bench Griggs obviously fit like you know as as much as anyone you know what he brings to that squad being a a borders boy as well definitely the, the 
in this game and age, especially when you're talking Six Nations, it's just a wonderful tournament to be involved in. The autumn tests are the build-up. Maybe not taken quite so serious as a player, and I didn't really take it too serious. <laughs> but come Six Nations, when the whole country starts talking, the build-up is, is months in advance, the tickets are sold out months in advance, it's something special. And with that, you need the experience. And the experience of Greg is, is just phenomenal, what he can do behind the scenes, um, and certainly has got a, a part to play. But John Barclay's come in, in the absence of Greg, and has, has done a f- fantastic job. So for a change, it's it's quite unique being a Scottish uh, sort of old player that uh, that there's Gregor's got a lot of work to do and who to select because there's a lot of players that can can take that that mantle. So is he going to select Gregor? Is he going to go to John Barclay? Who's going to be in at number nine to start? And so that's quite nice when there's options to be involved in, in competition in these places as well, which hasn't happened for a number of years. Yeah, you're right. There weren't many options when I was playing, mate. I just wasn't Jim. the option. Just I wasn't the only option. <laughs> Me too. I think you're now a big man. If, you're, if you were tall, you were in. Nice. I got them finally, mate. How do you um, see the Six Nations developing for Scotland? Are they going to win it? Where are they going to finish? Well, I, th- I can't be- I can honestly see, and I don't know what you boys have been saying, but I think they're going to be up there, although last year was very close with all the teams, again, maybe apart from Italy. So this year, I think they'll go one stage further. Uh, I think they've got three wins last year, and Scotland this year are going to get four wins and be, be certainly contenders to, to shout for that title. And just uh, finally, before we let you go, you were in that squad, in that Scotland squad, uh, back in... 99 when you guys won the Five Nations and you started with a win over Wales that year you must have fond memories of that triumph any stories of celebrations post-match how did, how did you guys uh, celebrate that victory? <laughs> In the good old days we, we celebrated before and after it was uh, quite a difference <laughs> to what it is now but I do recall a long time ago when I was in the squad, first of all, against uh, Wales and down in Chepstow, I think we used to stay and we played a game of pool because we had a team room with a bit of table tennis and a pool table in it. And I was just a youngster, I think maybe in the squad, first of all. And I played against Kenny Millen and um, he beat me in the first game. So I said, right, let's go for a pound and doubles or quits. At one stage, I was £4,000 down. So thankfully, wow. he never took the money on and he allowed me to keep continuing after 4000 I managed to beat him. So it was all quits. But I think Wales is a special place, a special people. And, and with that, it's going to be an exciting weekend, not only for the supporters, but the players as well, because it's, it's just the passion is pretty electric down there. And it's going to be difficult for the boys, especially in the new stadium as well. And it's, it's, I think everyone who's going and going to watch it is going to be in for a pretty amazing encounter. All right, Doddy Weir, the greatest ever lock to play for Scotland. Thank you very much for joining us and uh, best of luck uh, with the Doddy Weir Five Trust. And, and of course, uh, I wish you the best of health moving, fo- moving forward. Thanks, Doddy. Yeah. Cheers, Thanks, Doddy. Gentlemen. All right, gentlemen. What a gentleman. Top bloke. Yes. Generally. Yeah. He's, and you talk about, that's why I mentioned it about Hambo and stuff like that, because we do a lot of work with Hambo, don't we? And yeah. just seeing how inspirational he is. And that's where Doddy's become now. I just love his humility there when he said, you know, I've got the easy job just. You know, at the minute he's good, he can drive, he can party, he can drink, he can talk, he can eat and stuff like that. He's just got to keep spreading the word and stuff. But he's um, incredibly humble. Like, I did a bit of work with him actually up at Newcastle um, for, for some post match stuff. He used to host. Well, he, he was involved in that, the Premiership winning yeah. team of yeah, Newcastle. Yeah, for Newcastle, yeah. Yeah, so he, on match day, he hosts uh, QAs and stuff like that. And uh, he's incredible bloke, really is. Yeah, and, you know, like you're talking about what he's doing now, but. You know, you go back to the Lions tour of 97, you saw the character that he was in the famous Living With Lions 
videos that we saw and you know joking aside he's a player that I looked up to because he similar character to myself he didn't take himself too seriously he was always accessible and you know yes he's he's going through this now and his family and it's amazing what he's doing but you look back on his career as well Mm. You know, he was he, he was a great player and he was a great bloke back then. And it's pretty humbling as well just to be on the other end of the microphone just listening to him speak as well and he's taking the time out to chat to us and, yeah, again, like incredibly humble. Top bloke. So we're going to come to Shane Williams shortly, uh, but first of all, I mean, Wales are hosting uh, Scotland in the first game of their season. I mean, they've been a little bit rubbish. How are you guys seeing their chances this tournament? Yeah, Wales turn it on, don't they, when it matters? They are big game players, um, but I just look at it now and the amount of injuries that they've got. And their key players, guys like Alan Wynne-Jones, are on the other side of being in their prime. They are. Like, I'm a big fan of Alan Wynne-Jones. I've always said that. And again, you know, the Lions and stuff, it, it was, you know, he, he did very well to be playing up to mm. that level. But I just look at the injuries that they've got. Faletau, Warburton. Bigger. They're the three bigger. best. Rhys Webb's out now as well. Bigger, mate. And, you know, there's all this chat around George North. Mate, forget George North. You know, like you said, you've got to look at seven, eight, ten. Yeah. Who else is out now? Bigger's out. Priestland's out. Uh, so they'll probably play... Or Patchell. He's been playing 15. Patchell's been playing 15 for Scarlet. Does he play yeah. 10? Do they play Owen Williams at 10? Uh, Anscombe. Every time I've seen Patchell, he's better at 15, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, I but. think he is. So I'd, I'd go Owen Williams at 10, then Scott Williams in the centres. Jonathan Davis is injured, isn't he? Yeah. He's out as well. So they're big game players. Warburton, Falatau, Bigger, Jonathan Davis, Reese Webb to a certain extent. Because they've got Gareth Davis as the other Jake Ball. Who, who's very good. Um, Jake Ball's injured yeah, as well. In, I'd, in I'd say that their the best four players are out injured. Yeah. And, and this is what I mean. And it's like, you look at Wales before, the Grand Slam winning teams, they've been primed, haven't they? Uh, the players that they've got, you know, they've been informed, they look confident. I just don't think... They look the same team. We see that. I mean, they never they never play that well in the autumn, do they? No. Like we've seen that yeah, notoriously yeah. over. over. Yeah. But then you look at the region. Scarlets are performing well. And to be fair, this is where Scotland are going to struggle. And we spoke about it up front. Osprey scrum hosed hosed the Saracen scrum. Yeah. The Scarlet scrum is fantastic. Ken Owens is in the middle of that. Yeah. So I don't know. Like it, it, this six eight, it's hard to call in it. You're backing down now, are you? No, no, I ain't backing down. Well, Wales, Wales to beat Scotland. Yeah, Scotland are winning. But you, mate. you just said yes. Wales might have been. Wales might have been the most successful team that I played against. No, Ireland, where we beat them a few times. Beat Wales in 2007. Once you beat them once. Field. Well, we, we were beating them in 2010 by 12. Was it 12 points? This is at Wales. In, in at, Wales, in Cardiff, 76 yeah. minutes I come off. Shane Williams scores two tries. Yeah. Oh, you came on. I came off. Oh right. Okay, I came so off. I was up with one. Tell Cardiff that we're in revolutions tonight. Absolutely <laughs> steaming on the king. Oh no, we've been beat. Well, we've got uh, Shane Williams. He may have uh, remembered that game. He's on the phone at the moment. The Welsh record try scorer. Thank you very much for joining us. Evening, lads. You right? How are Hello, you, Shane? Oh, uh, not too bad. I was real happy you went off in 2010. Probably changed the game. <laughs> mate, it did, mate. It did. I just watched you, mate. You talk about record tries. I think they're all in that game, weren't they? <laughs> I scored a few against Scotland. Got to be oh, honest. Come on, don't say that. <laughs> Do you remember that game, obviously, in 2010, though? That was a lot of people talk about the atmosphere. Um, I've never experienced anything like that in my life. No, probably the same year, mate. I think, um, you know, we were blown away by you guys first half. Um, we honestly thought we were dead and buried second half. And like, there were some circumstances in the game, some cards and, and momentum shifts later on in the game. But, you know, we just, we, we have, even afterwards, we were like, what happened there? We haven't got a clue, you know. It was just unbelievable, and we just kept playing right till the end. And and you guys, 
you know, 30 men on the field. You just helped me a feet, mind you, and it was just, um, it was like the last stand, really. But, you know. Mate, it was, it was still a great night out. It was still a great night out. That's all I know. Always is in Cardiff, isn't it? <laughs> Shane, you've been uh, starring in a panto about your life um, over Christmas. How, how did that go and how did it all come about? Yeah, and it wasn't Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs before you <laughs> um, No, look, it, it, was, um, it was a bit of tongue-in-cheek. It was a bit of fun. Um, I, got, I got approached by uh, S4C, the Welsh language TV, and... Um, uh, and, and they initially said, like, we want to do a panto about yourself. I said, you, you carry on. And uh, the second question was, do you want to be in it? And my, my initial uh, reaction was, no, thanks. I've never acted, danced or, or sung. Can't do any of them, really. But, um, you know, I thought, why not? Give it a go. It was all for charity. Oh, really I thought you could say, what's the wedge? Next question, what's yeah. the wedge? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't get, I wasn't on as much wedge as Gar Thomas and the pantomimes he's doing, I exactly. be honest. But, um, no, like, it was good fun, and we raised a lot of money, and... Uh, Took me out of my comfort zone as well a little bit, but I was way out of my depth. But you know, uh, bef- before it I couldn't dancing or uh, or act, and and after it I couldn't dancing or act. So uh, it was an experience anyway. We'll see you down in London at the theatres down here at some point, will we? Then the bright lights. <laughs> well, you never, yeah, you never know, you never know. Good stuff. Um, obviously, let's talk rugby. Then let's talk about Wales, and um, obviously, there's a huge injury list. We've just mentioned it before. Um, how do you see it developing with you know the top four players pretty much out injured with Warburton, Falatau? Dan Bigger and, and Jonathan Davis. How are they going to fare, mate? Yeah. Oh, look, yeah, we, it, it's no surprise or secret that we're, we're in trouble. Um, I think we're Sam Warburton out. We, we're very blessed in with at the moment. We've got a lot of sevens. Um, Josh and Avidi play extremely well autumn series. We've got Justin Tipperick, who I think is one of the best sevens about. And we've got James Davis, who's finally had his opportunity again in the team, who's been one of the form players in you know the Pro 14. So we're, we're blessed there. I think um, Jonathan Davis is a big blow. You know, man of the series on the Lions, and uh, you know, we'd love to have seen him fit. And obviously the half-back situation there, we've got Gar Davis, who's been playing well at nine with the Scarlets. And, you know, it's a toss-up who's going to play at ten. So, yeah, we do have some, some horrible injuries. We've got George North as well, who's, who's you know, flirting with whether he's fit or not and, and struggling there. And Falatau, yeah, it's not doesn't sound good, does it? But, look, we've got to be optimistic. It, um we, we haven't been playing the rugby and the style of rugby we've wanted to for some time. But all of a sudden, the like, Scarlets are doing it and uh, and there could be a number of them playing on the weekend as well. So, you know, there is an injury list. I think we've got to try and be positive. We've still got some good players about. Yeah, definitely. And you talked about the toss-up at fly half. Who would you pick? Yeah, it's yeah, look, it's a tough one. I think um, it, 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 it's, there's one or two, really. I think uh, Williams, is, who's, who's obviously a very good player, who... Wales have tr- been trying to groom into a into a centre, which we all know he can play. Um, I think for me, um, you've got to go with uh, a, a player that's used to playing with his half-back. And I think Gareth Davis is probably going to start on the weekend. And even though Patchell has been playing 15 for the Scarlets, he's a competent 10. And, you know, him and, and Davis play well together. First game's always tough. I think Scotland uh, are a very good team at the moment. They've found form. They're playing with confidence. And it's going to be a tricky one. And I think as a halfback, you want to be playing with someone that you're comfortable with. And I think Patchell fits that. So, you know, it's we, we add on to bare bones, but Patchell's been playing exceptionally well for the Scarlets. And, you know, that could see him through. He's a very good 10. Mate, and you you mentioned, obviously, the bare bones, and we spoke about the injuries there. But what do you make of Gatland? He's come out very confident the way that he is. And, you know, he said that they've got the easiest draw. Uh, you know, you've got England and Ireland away, then that's how he prefers it. Obviously, Scotland first up. So what's Gatland doing there? 
Yeah, oh, look, it's 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 Scotland through and through, isn't it? They love they love you know throw a grenade before the Six Nations started. You know, funny enough, even though it's it sounds like he's putting himself under pressure, it takes a lot of pressure off him. I think uh, he knows his two hardest games are in Dublin and in Twickenham, um, and you know by by doing that, it takes a little bit of pressure off him. Look, Kaplan's a very confident man. He, you know, he went to New Zealand, said he was going to win the series. Okay, he didn't win, but he didn't lose either. No one really gave him a hope, and well, neither did we, to be fair. And um, you know, he went out then and pretty much did the business under massive pressure. That's the kind of personality he is. He he always expects to win. He expects his players to to have the same kind of attitude, and he loves having a you know a little giggle with the with the press as well, and uh, and you know, and stirring with the mind games, but. You know, Warren being Warren, I'm sure he does believe that um, he has the luckiest, you know, the, the best draw and, and believes he can win the championship. I don't know if the whole of Wales are behind him there, but <laughs> you know, you've, you've, you've got to admire him for his confidence. And, uh, and you know, if he'd have come out and said, look, we're going we're gonna to do really badly in the Six Nations and, uh, you know, we're not going to win a game and so on, then I think the Welsh public really would have thrown him over the bridge there. So, you know, he's got to do it, but admired his confidence as well. Yeah, and mate, and he, he came into a little bit of stick, didn't he, after the Lions tour, and um, there was a lot of talk with Sean O'Brien, which you know, was probably unwarranted. But you know, for us looking at it now, Rob Howley's, you know, there's a lot of controversy surrounding him. What are your thoughts on someone that's respected in Wales like as, as Rob is? Yeah, it's, look, it's, it's difficult. I've known Rob a long time. I, I started playing when, when Rob was the scrum half for Wales, and uh, you know, probably one of the best nines to have played the game. His knowledge of the game is uh, is, is probably the best I've. Certainly worked with as a player and as a coach, um, and that's the thing, isn't it? In, especially in Wales, when when things aren't going right, straight away it's the coaches that have the blame, and uh, and unfortunately he seems to have taken a bit of criticism of late. Look, for me personally, I enjoyed working with him. We, you know, our our whole attacking um, intent when when Rob was uh, was was coaching me was earn the right to play wide, forwards dominate, get over the gain line, uh, give give the backs a bit of space. And let's let's spread the opposition and 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 create mismatches. Now, for me, that was uh, you know that was bread and put, uh, bread and butter. And it was bread and butter. Sorry, that was exactly what I wanted, and uh, and I loved uh, I loved that kind of style of rugby, and it suited me down to the ground. So when people ask me about Rob Howley, I've got nothing but good things to say about him because it you know it was certainly worked for me and it worked for Wales. Um, rugby changes, the game changes, you know, and uh, and so on, and and you're never going to please everyone and. You know, the, the Sean O'Brien incident I thought was a little bit harsh, especially when you come back after a relatively successful series and, uh, you know, and put blame on, on someone like Rob. I thought that was really tough, but that's what coaches have. They have a lot of criticism and, they, and, and you know, when they're doing well as well, you know, they're rewarded as well. So it's it's a tough job and, I, you know, you take out your hat off to some of these coaches. You just said bread and pudding, then he got me excited. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, you look at, we talked about Rob Howley and Gats. Uh, there is going to be a change at some point further down the line, possibly post-2019 World Cup, maybe before if they don't go well. Who's your next head coach of Wales and who are the options for you, mate? Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a difficult one, especially head coach. I think you know a lot, a lot can happen in between now and the World Cup and so on. And, but I think someone I'm, I'm keeping an eye on and I think you could uh, eventually make a, a fantastic international coach is Stephen Jones. Yes. Scarlett. I think, um, you know, obviously he's, he's, he's second in charge with Pivak, but You've only got to look at what he's done with that team uh, in a short space of time. Certainly plays the style of rugby that um, uh, uh, that that I love playing, and I love playing alongside Steve. You can see the way in which the Scarlets play is Stephen Jones down to a tee. 
you know that he's got his forwards playing in the back line he's got his backs you know clearing out rucks and, and getting their hands dirty and, and and really enjoying themselves out there and and it's reflecting on the way they're playing and performing and, and winning matches and I think you know as a Welshman that's the style of rugby I enjoy playing and I think that's the style of rugby that Stephen Jones is bringing to the Scarlet at the moment so Look, it's, it's it's still a bit of time before you know one and then goes back to to New Zealand, whatever he does. But for me, um, you know, down the line, I'd like to see Stephen Jones involved in some capacity. If he isn't the head coach, which I I think he will be able to, will become in a couple of years' time, then uh, you know, backs coach are involved in some capacity. So he's someone I'm really excited about, and I've enjoyed working with as a player, and I've enjoyed watching as a coach. All right, Shane, we'll leave it there. Thank you so much for coming on and uh, all the best. Uh, are you still doing the pantomime? Is that still happening or is that is your acting career over? Well, funny enough, they didn't ask me back after that one. So <laughs> I was going to say all the best for your acting career, but um, all the best moving forward for whatever you're doing, mate. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Cheers, Cheers mate. Cheers, buddy. Just talking a little bit about Gatland and Howley there, and we obviously do jest and we joke a lot on, on the podcast, but that's the thing, isn't it? When... And we, we've seen it before. We've seen it with England. Mate, I'm not anti-English. I'm bloody speaking it with an English accent. My well, mates are you're, from England. You're English. But because England have been so successful, you want someone else to come in, don't you? And that's mm-hmm. what's happened with Wales. Mate, Gatlin's been class. Yeah. You know, look what he did on the last Lions tour. To go down to New Zealand and get a draw. Mate, he must be an awesome coach. Yeah. But it's like what happens in sport. It's like Man United in football. Everyone wants to see them fail. Yeah. And that's what you're seeing now, aren't you, with, with this Welsh team. Mm-hmm. Is you know They've been so successful in the Six Nations. It's like, right, who's next? Yeah. You know, we want to see someone else. So I know we do joke about Gatlin and obviously Howley. And Shane said it there. Mate, it's tough being a coach. It is. You know, very like, very you, tough. Mate, you're getting shot down the whole time. Yeah. You know, and there's going to come a time where you're going to start losing. Yeah. Like, simple as that. Yeah. And teams go through those cyclical periods, don't they? Um, when they have their success and then they have to rebuild and all stuff like that. And they are trying to rebuild. They are trying to change the brand of rugby that they've been used to playing because they have to. They haven't got those monster ball carriers that they had, war on ball and stuff like that. And when, the game has changed. And the game's changed. Yeah. Exactly what Shane said, to be yeah. fair. And uh, it is tough on Gats and, and Howley, but um, I don't think he necessarily helps himself across this side of the bo- uh, of the bridge with what he says in the press sometimes. You do but, what you do wonder how much it affects him, don't you? Like You do, you, you do wonder... I don't get the way he said... Well, I don't understand why he said Wales have got the easiest draw. Yeah, but that's what I mean. You, like, you wonder what he's doing. I do, yeah. Because Eddie Jones has said Ireland are favourites. <laughs> so I'm like, you've got two guys. And everyone's saying Scotland are going to win it. <laughs> exactly. Everyone else. It's funny, isn't it? What's Conor O'Shea saying? We're fucked. <laughs> We're fucked. <laughs> we are fucked. They haven't, got the rock law. they haven't got the rock law to play with anymore, have they? They haven't, mate, no. But Sergio's about me old ding-a-ling-a-ling. Okay, so we're we're going to go and talk about England oh, now. Not again, yes, not again. Yes, yes, Look yes. a little bit more in depth into the We're the world's greatest. Oh. We are the, we are. Who have we got on for England? We've got uh, the only England forward to ever score two hat-tricks. Good start. Really? Yeah. Nick Easter. Yes, minty boy. Jim's favourite club he, he coaches at, don't, don't, doesn't he, Jim? Uh, Quinns? Yeah. I don't, know, Quins? I don't know why they hated me so no, much. No, you said you hate them. They hate... Well, it's only... It's become... Is it called reciprocal when you hate them back? <laughs> it's because every time I played, I absolutely smashed them, so they hated me. Dreaming. Dreaming. Nick, thank you very oh, much that? for He's joining on. us. He's yeah. on. <laughs> oh, I could hear that, could he? <laughs> How are you, Minty? How are you, fellow? You all right? Yeah, not too bad. How's things down at Quinn's? Yeah, pretty good, mate. Pretty good. Yeah, we're getting a few boys back from injury. Um, getting a bit of consistency. Not in results necessarily, but in terms of commitment levels, which is uh, what you're looking for from a from a coaching perspective. And uh, there's a good buzz about the place. But as you well know, Goody, you know, these next four Premiership games during this period when you're missing a few players, uh, 
can make or break your position in the table in your season. They certainly can. And Minty, what's the ambition for Quinns? I know it's easy to say that, but you know what's going to be a successful season for you, for you guys? You obviously ah. pull out great performances, beat Saris this year, beat Wasps as well. Are you aiming? Obviously, everyone's aiming for top four, but is top six the ambition? Is top four is winning it? Oh yeah, you're winning it, mate. You're in the business to win, aren't you? I mean, but a lot of people will say that. Look, bare minimum is European qualification. We got that last year, right, right at the death away to Northampton and we want to kick on from that at the moment clearly our league position doesn't tell that story but there's not much separating ninth from from third at the moment and as I mentioned you know the way we attack these next four games will determine um, how we achieve that but I think nine games left Jim seven wins out of nine is what we're going to need um, but three of our three of our four games are at home in this period so we've got to be nailing them that's the expectation and obviously we've had Anglo-Welsh over the last few weeks um, this week and last week that's normally a holiday period for you isn't it Minty what's it like as a coach now <sighs> mate I don't get holidays as a coach mate I've, <laughs> I've been punished mate I've been punished for getting married and going to honeymoon you know that well, mate, marriage is punishing. You're, you're dead right. Mate, I, know, I know, but you, you wouldn't expect your work to be punishing you as well. What's the punishment? You, know, you, you get it. You, you're getting it from both barrels. Well, I, well, I, I was quite smart. And I, I took I took my honeymoon period when, um, during pre-season when the boys were in. You know, it's the conditioners. It's the conditioners' time, isn't it? Really, in pre-season, um, you wouldn't know about that, Goody. No, I wouldn't know. That as well. I took many holidays um, during pre-season. Yeah, exactly, and uh, and that's what I did. But uh, you know, someone's got to hold the fort. But uh, you know, I've been here every game, every game, mate, um, and uh, loving the job. Of course, I'm loving the job. So it's just holiday season all around for me, really. And how is that transition? Obviously, you know, Jim and I are out the game as well now, but we're doing sort of media work and different jobs as well. You've and obviously got a train. Yeah, good, tell good tell me about it, mate. Tell me about it. I listen to the pod. You're way off touch now. It's, <laughs> it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Um, you know, how, how has that transition been into coaching for you? Obviously, you spent 10 years at Quinns, was it? And then you've gone straight into coaching there? Yeah, 12 years. Yeah, mate, it's, it's been good. It's been good. I mean, the hardest thing for me, you know, there's a lot of players that go straight into it, that, you know, at the same club that they retire at. Uh, most of the time, get you know, put, you know, to deal with the academy, the age group stuff, um, sort of build a, you know, coaching CV from there. And what makes it quite difficult is coaching players you just played with, you know, good mates of yours and everything. Um, and, and, and that's been the challenge is about, uh, you know, managing those relationships and trying to get the best out of them. But obviously... You know, outside outside of uh, the club club environment, you know, you still make sure them, and uh, that's probably the hardest thing. But I haven't really found that uh, too challenging, to be honest with you. Is it, is it hard for you or hard for them? Because they, they said they don't like the coaches anymore; they don't talk to them. <laughs> exactly, as you, as you well know, Goody, mate. <laughs> all you ever did for about fifty percent of your conversation outside the club was slag the coaches. That's off. all you got to do, <laughs> mate. <laughs> mate. Mate, and I'm pretty sure that's exactly what goes on now. Probably sixty-five percent of the time, I'm on coaching staff. <laughs> mate, that's how you get paid out, Minty. That's why Goody's so rich. His mortgage free in his one point five million pound house. <laughs> Judas, the coach, mate. You're getting sacked. <laughs> Pay me out, um, Minty. Let's talk a little bit about England. Goody reckons England going to smash it again. I can't see it. Um... There you go, he said it. He's just said it. He has just <laughs> said it right there. I, well, I didn't, I didn't I say we'd smash grand, it, I said we'd win. Slam, mate, grand Slam, um, I think maybe a little bit beyond them. I think Six Nations, yes. The toughest game they've got in the first three is your boys away. You haven't got a scrum and you'll bottle it as usual. Standard. Like you usually do. <laughs> um, and they'll have the cavalry back probably by that game, but certainly by the time they play France away and Ireland at home. The fixtures have been kind to them given the injuries they've got. So people like you know Billy, Nathan Hughes, Joe Marler's ban... I don't worry about it, mate. Joe Marler wouldn't be anywhere near that squad, mate. 
Mate, what's going on with that scrap between you and him, anyway? Jim's waiting, mate. Now is prime time. Are we getting it going? Mate, now's his time. Mate, he's been in training. Mate, he's been in training. Well, tell him I'm waiting. Especially for that. (laughs) Tell him I'm waiting. He was on here, mate. I I told him straight. (laughs) (laughs) Jim's shitting himself. Um, On it, though, you talk about the England squad and the injuries. Obviously, Billy and Nathan Hughes out. Where do you, A, what back row would you pick this weekend? And B, obviously, you've had a great career in the back row. How's Don Armour not in the squad? Am I seeing something that. Other people aren't, or what's the crack? Yeah, um, I, who did I? I can't remember. I think I asked Dave Lewis, our Exeter lad, um, how he thought he was playing and where he thought he was up to, uh, up to it. Because I, I know Eddie comes out with, and he's right. You know, he talks about, you know, he can be, a, you know, an excellent club player, but not quite make it international level. But I don't really see it with him because I think he's exactly what England need. Uh, and you don't know he's not played. He's not played international yet, so. Well, you, you don't know, maybe until you chuck them in there. You, um, but what you do know is at Premiership level, which is you know high, highly attritional, um, as you know, Jim, when you were scattering bodies all over the place. You're welcome. <laughs> no, I'm talking about when you were, you know, you were just picking on little mascots, mate. When you were sitting on the bench, <laughs> <laughs> last minute. You've done you though. Those are the bodies you used to scatter around the place just to make your ego feel big. Um, they need to go forward into traffic, don't they? Because that's what they're missing especially the style of play they, they like to play. You know, get Ford and Farrell on the front foot with a lot of pace um, in, in the back line. Um, but they used to, they like to punch holes through the forwards and uh, they don't have those those carriers now. You know, Mako's the sort of only one launch free, you know, that will make the yardage in tight traffic. But in the back row, you saw looking around the place. I know they talk about Sam Simmons and uh, Zach Mercer, but those guys are probably better utilising the wider channels, but you've got to earn the right um, to give them the ball there. And Don Armand's doing it week in, week out for Exeter. So you agree he should be in the squad and watch your back row for this weekend? Well, he's not there, is he? Um, I think England we're going to go for. They're going to play the three locks. Um, you know, they're world-class locks, aren't they? Um, m- maybe not a world-class six in there, but it's worth them before. Either a Toji or Laws at six. I'd like to see Courtney at six. He's played more of that this year and he, he started the season off. He's playing very well there. So he'll be at six. Rob Shop at seven. seven. And, and then um, Sam Simmons at eight. Rob you Shaw's not a seven, though, is he? You, you, you get a good balance there, and you get a good balance. You get the link man, the guy that's been there, done it all, tidies up um, all the crap that goes on. Chris Robshaw um, brings up, you know, another ten percent to his teammates. You got uh, Courtney, who's going to be rampaging around in a loose, and then Sam Simmons who will be your sort of dynamo, pocket dynamo, a little bit of the unknown, um, but he could cause Italy a few problems. But Menti, let, mate, Rob Shaw playing a seven, though, is he? Yeah, well, he'll have to go back to that position, mate. He'll have to go back to that position. He will. He will. Wouldn't you for 25 bags? <laughs> 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 right, I'll, Nick- play, I'll, I'll play in the front row for that. Nice. Nicky, so thank you so much for joining us, mate. Best, uh, best of luck for the rest of the season with Quinns. All right. Keep going, boys. Cheers, mate. Enjoy the pod. Cheers, Cheers buddy. mate. Good man. Just keep above 10th place. <laughs> That'll be a success for Quinns this year, keeping above. Just keeping that. Hey, listen, I love the way he's piping up now. Now now Minty's gone off the phone, and Minty is Nick Easter for people listening. Uh, That's his nickname. Um, Jim's piping up. Reminiscent of when Joe Marler was on the phone. Yeah, I've got him. I'll have him. You've got to be respectable for people that come on. Jim, shut up. Hey, mate, talking about that, mate, uh, you know, we're reading out the reviews last couple of weeks. All good, of course, out of the reviews. Goody sent me a review today. Go on. Um, it's quite funny, actually. So here we go. So this is what Goody sent me today. Jim, have a look at this. Guy loves the podcast. So obviously someone called Rugby Union Raw. Raw? Raw! He, yeah, so basically this is what he said about the rugby pod. This seems largely to be a vehicle for Jim Hamilton, the ex-Scotland and Saracens journeyman. Journeyman, keyword. To, to raise his media profile. Beg for Twitter followers 
and sponge beers off corporate sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> While Andy Good, ex-England and Wasp, tries to keep it steady. They do have a pretty good hit rate in the rumour mill, though. Who is this bloke from Raw? don't know who he is, but he's right. He's you, just speaking so much sense. You are a journeyman. Mate, he's speaking so much sense. You're a journeyman. You have have I ever begged for Twitter followers? Yes. Yeah. Mate, we, I've got 33,000. I don't need to beg for followers. Weekly. You're like, oh, yeah, I can have some more followers off the back of that. I'm trying to sponge yeah. corporate sponsors and trying to beg for beer. I own a bloody beer company. How am uh, I begging for beer? I just own a beer company. What percent? 0.0003. I found out Al Hargreaves at Wolfpack Lager loves the podcast. Should we have a look at the rumour mill? Chris Boyd. Boyd uh, Hurricanes. Hurricanes coach. And you, you, um, he's, he's coming over to coach Saints at yeah, the end of, end of this year. Um, you've had a bit to do with him, haven't you? Yeah, so Boydie was... Um, oh, good mate of yours. Yeah, Boydie. good mate of oh, mine. Oh, I'll tell you what. Boydie's coming over. He's already sent me a message. He's <laughs> oh, like, sure do, you fan- he do you fancy being in my squad, my kicking coach? I'm yeah. like, no, mate, Northampton, not so much for me. Is he big or little bloke? Um, he is... Similar height to me, similar stature to me. Similar, he wants to borrow a bra, then I'll that's why he's what, been in contact. He, he's a good guy. Um, and he, do you know what? I, so when I played for the Sharks, um, Super Rugby Gym. You, oh no, you didn't. You didn't play that. No, oh no, I didn't think so. Um, so when I played for the Sharks, I he never was, got sacked. I never got sacked from a club. I didn't get sacked. You got by sacked anyone four times. I didn't get sacked. You got moved on. <laughs> I did not get sacked. <laughs> Mate, you're mortgage free. Of course, you got moved get, on. I did not get sacked. Brief had money problems, and I asked to be alleviated from the wage bill to go and play Super Rugby. Smart, you know. Did you, get paid, did you get paid out? Um, so anyway, <laughs> uh, at the Sharks, uh, Chris Boyd was the backs and attack coach. And he was, you know, you go over to play Super Rugby as an overweight fly half who's a bit of a cart horse, can just kick goals, and that's about it. Doesn't really suit Super Rugby, suit Super Rugby. But he was phenomenal, opened my eyes to looking at the game differently, looking at how to attack space. I'm like, fucking hell, I can't see any, just kick it. Um, and he's, he generally is a great coach. And, he, and then you look at his record, went to the Sharks, did reasonably well there until uh, I put the handbrake on that. And then, um, obviously, he's gone to the Hurricanes as head coach as well. Built up over there, won Super Rugby. Yes, he's got Bowden Barrett and Julian Severe and said a bit Conrad Smith though. and stuff like that. But he has developed those players yeah. exceptionally well. I think it's a massive coup for Northampton to get him, you know, completely thinking outside the box. He wasn't in the mix at all. Um, and ultimately, they talked to Wayne Smith, who has big links with Northampton. He's my mate. Um, but he, so obviously he has been part of the All Blacks setup, and they do work very closely, the All Blacks and all the franchises over there. And um, Yeah, you would he, have asked Wayne what it's like. He put he? his name in, put his hat in the ring, and um, I think it's a brilliant signing for Northampton. They can, the thing is now, what you want him to be able to do is get involved with recruitment, and we talked about Leicester over the last few weeks and how bad I feel their recruitment's been over the last mm. few years, and you, know, you want Boydie to be fully in control of everything, and um, I think he'll be able to regenerate a very, very poor Saints outfit in terms of how they're playing the game and how they've played the game this year. I'll tell you one thing, him and Dorian West will not agree with the philosophy on rugby. Well, they might agree with the, the all-you-can-eat Chinese restaurant, because that's, yeah, that's, that's the only restaurant in Northampton and all-you-can-go Chinese buffet. <laughs> all-you-can-go Chinese. see you there, man. Where is it? I'm, I'm in Northampton on Friday, you know name it. it. You know where it is. I don't. Let's rip into some rumours. What do you got for us, Well, guys? we've absolutely smashed it, haven't we? Let's be honest. We have smashed it out of the park. Guy Thompson, out. Will Spencer, called both it. confirmed. We called it. Called it months ago. Well, we did. We did say that's what we do. We're influencers. You're welcome. Strittle. How good's that for Saris? What a lad he is. Hell of a player. Yeah, yeah, very good. Mate, one of the most talented players I've ever played. So with. he's just like ever, ever watched. He's just like for like with um, Walsey, right? With Walsey, Walsey going, retiring. Yeah, well, Lewington's coming for Nathan Hill. Yeah. yeah. So And stretch on my ears. Yeah. He's in, mate. He's in. Um got another one that's under the radar. Matt Scott leaving Gloucester. Yeah, I've going back heard, up to Edinburgh. Heard about this. Going back up to Edinburgh. What is he injured at the minute or just Ackerman don't like him. I think he's a damn good player. On over a quarter of a million pound. Wowzers. 
quarter million pounds. Like, get on a Monday night. Play this the is A-League. not lacquer, bro. This is not lacquer. Is that how he speaks? Oh, I don't I think so. Where's he from? South Africa, isn't he? Where's he from? South Africa. <laughs> um, yeah, so Matt Scott's off. Yep. Anyone else? Uh, Bakewell Tart's going to get confirmed at Leicester soon. Yes. Juan Pablo Socino. What a name, Pablo. Le- leaving Newcastle Falcons. Going to Bath. Weird. Inside centre. Uh, one pub's a good player. <laughs> one pub. That's what we used to call him, one pub. <laughs> yeah. Mate of yours? Good mate of yours? No. He, no. Didn't, I, he didn't like what? me, actually. Why? Genuinely, I don't think he liked me. Well, he probably saw the starfish every time he went into the shower. <laughs> 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 no, we played 10 and 12 together, and he's... he's a, he wanted the ball. He's Argentinian. <laughs> he's, right, he's, he's Argentinian, and we know they're quite hot-headed at times, right? Yeah. And, you know, look, we're playing Northampton and at home and it's like a massive gale behind us. And he's like, goody, goody, let's run from 22. I'm like, fucking hell, son. Get after this one. Wallop! I kick it, you chase him. What the fuck is this? And then, uh, yeah, I don't think he enjoyed playing with me. Well, I'm sure he didn't. So I was like, like, line out, not off the top, drive box kicks, son. That's what we're doing. Yeah. And it, you've got to understand relegation rugby. It's not about chucking it around. Yeah, what, yeah. He's a nice guy. Uh, good player. He's, he's got a brother here, actually, uh, Santiago. Hooker. Oh, of course his name's Santiago. <laughs> <laughs> Pablo and Santiago. Who's, uh, Santa- Santiago, Santi, he's a, he's a good player, hooker. Yeah. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if he goes with him to Bath as well. Smart. Um, but yeah, no, he's a good player. He makes breaks. He's got the worst lid in the Premiership right now. Now I've gone. You look at his lid now, it's horrendous. Well, look he, out for him. Plays with the top knot. No, no time for oh, that. Oh, that's embarrassing. Ex- yeah. Exactly. Um, Damn good player, though. Mate, where's Maxi Mur? How do you say Mermoz? Maxime Mamoz, he is hating life in Newcastle. Well, he's played for the last five years at Toulon on the south coast of France, 20 degrees every day minimum, to Newcastle. If it's minus 20 degrees, it's a good day up there. It's tops off, in the showers, on the pitch. He's not played. Shows your nipples. (laughs) He's not played. I'm not sure how much uh, he's enjoying the old Newcastle Falcons snow pitches. Yeah. Mike Haley to Exeter? Yeah, it's a big one actually, isn't it? Yeah. That's a player, great, for me, that's a very good signing for Exeter. They're mate, looking at Eng- an English talent. Mate, a good player. Lockie Turner, he's out of contract. There's, whether he goes back to Australia or what he does. Um, and I think that is, it's a like for like, but five, six, seven, eight years younger. So yeah. I think Mike Haley's a quality player. I can't believe they're letting him go. But that's the thing though. Um, can Sale hold on to him when a big club like Exeter well, call, well, this come calling? And five years ago, Exeter weren't... or seven years ago weren't as big a club as Sale but that's yeah. how the shift of power and you know you're seeing Jack Noel he wants to go and play with Jack Noel he's got England aspirations oh, well, and you look at Sale right? yeah. none of them none of them are in international setup are they? Uh, Don, Denny Solomona okay wow yeah yeah, they have a place but yeah <laughs> he's in the squad because uh, 14 in, wingers are injured I think um, but yeah go on you, you got a Kiwi? Well, there's a couple of All Blacks actually coming oh, over of course well, on, you are. give us one I'll give you the other one that'd be Shithouse as well wouldn't they? Charlie Nato. I'd never heard of him. Really, really, he he was off for a lot, uh, quite a bit with head injuries, but he's a, he was one of the top uh, second fives for the All Blacks. Is he coming to the Prem? Uh, he's going to Leon. Yeah, um, I got one. I got one. I got one. Go on, go on. Tamani Valu. Mate, he is epic. He's a quality player. Crusaders winger. Yeah. Plays centre as well. And yeah, outside centre, fullback yeah. as well. Where's yeah. he going? Uh, Bordeaux. Imagine this next year. Tamani Valu on one wing. He's a monster. And then you got Randranger on the other wing. He is an absolute freak. Ran ragdoll you. It ran ragdoll you exactly. He ended, uh, so he. I try to think of it was outside centre. It might have been Doobie or something uh, for Bordeaux. Doobie, <laughs> <laughs> fancy a Doobie. I think it was Doobie at the weekend for Bordeaux. Five minutes into the game, yeah. gets absolutely cleaned off his feet in a tackle. Gets the ball away. Randrandra nearly kills him. Legal tackle, but. 
20 seconds later, he's holding his arm on the side of the pitch. Oh, do, I'm done for the day, mate. He had he job done. <laughs> mate, he's just smashed a doobie, mate. Yeah, of course he he's done, mate. Do <laughs> um, yeah, but Randra Andra's going to Bordeaux as well. Yeah. About, apparently 750 bags. Oh, this is ridiculous. Well, let's, well, let's mate, get I'm coming back hey, out. Hey, Jim, let's get fit and let's get out there again. Mate, I'm not putting myself I've, in the same... Mate, it's going to take... You're like Tyson Fury, I've mate. I've called it once. Tyson Fury exactly. is in world the same champion. stage you, mate. Yeah, world, world champion. Well, yeah, you will be if you get yourself fit. World champion and demands big cash. Yeah. Any more, Goody? Um, Thomas no. Waldron is off to, to, to eat some sushi in Japan. Yeah. Mm. I was going to say something else then, but it's, you've got to be very TP. What is it? Is it TP or PC? Where's TP come from? <laughs> Toilet paper. I don't, yeah, I don't know. It's politically correct. PC. Oh, is it? Okay. <laughs> and it is, the world has gone way too toilet paper. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, so yeah, uh, I heard of the cheetahs coach Rory Duncan. Maybe talking to Worcester Warriors. Okay. Not many people would have heard of him, but uh, yeah, there we go. What's his name? Rory Duncan. Rory Duncan sounds loose. Let's get him in Worcester. Yeah. All right, well, let's uh, check out what's been good, what's been bad, what's been ugly. Um, well, there wasn't much rugby on this weekend, was there? There was Anglo-Welsh, which you know, doesn't tickle. Those were good games, though. There was, there was, there was. But uh, And then top 14, but um, top 14, let's go there. Then Leon smashing Agen, 71-17. Um, Leon looked like they could push into the top six, into the barrage, maybe get a home quarterfinal, yeah. Has Carl Fern's um, been playing for Leon? Oh, he's injured, he's out for a long, long time. Is he? Yeah, he's done his ACL. He was nominated for players... Uh, for player of the year yeah. in France nominated didn't win it because um, Victor Vito won it but he had an amazing season last yeah, year he's been injured this year um, so they they were pretty good Montpellier beat Claremont away Louis Picamol how is he not in the French squad he's been playing apparently in France fairly averagely this year for, yeah. for Montpellier but he scored a couple of tries he's, um, he's obviously pissed off get it pissed that is in pissed off well done Jim yeah cheers mate is that okay. what they say yeah. imagine Jim on the pissed um, Picamol obviously Montpellier going away to Claremont winning Pretty good. Rotherham, let's go championship. Let's talk. Let's go down, down the leagues. Rotherham, really? they beat the Cornish Pirates 27-24, their first w- league win of the season. My mate coaches them. Who? Nick Rouse. Oh, Rouse, yeah, second row. You're a good mate of yours. Rousey, <laughs> mate of yours. <laughs> Play with them at Irish. Yeah, what good a lad. lad. He's a good lad. lad. He's a good lad. Looks like a bag of sick, but yeah. <laughs> he mate, and he's coaching them, the poor bugger. <laughs> yeah. So they get their first one at the weekend. Uh, I think it's 13 straight defeats, so we've got to give him a shout yeah, out. Definitely, well, yeah, definitely. Um, Lammy. A guy that I know pretty well owns them. Richard Lamb. Yeah. Lucid Events. He's the owner. Nice. So we'll give him a shout out. Quinns, three from three in the Anglo-Welsh. Got to mention them for that. Oh, Fair mate. play. Hang on. Oh, come on. It's Anglo-Welsh. They've got a so good... So why are you mentioning... I'll tell you what Quinns have got. Is that they've got a good academy system bringing through loads of young players. Um, so And that's what the Anglo-Welsh okay, is about. Right, well, okay. So we'll give them that. All right. But I hate doing this. I really do because I don't really like Australians. But the Aussies, it was the Sydney Sevens. Mm. And they've won both the men's and the women's in Sydney. So the good this week. And the women's didn't even concede a point the whole time. So we, we, we like all forms of rugby on this podcast. We like men's, we like women's, we like 15s, we like sevens. How does Scotland do? No, no interest. Oh, um, Just on the sevens. Did you see that oh. guy that dressed up as an avocado? Yeah, looked yeah. like me, didn't he? Amazing. That's what I thought of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> avocado with his belly out everywhere. That's made for me. We're going on fancy dress in Scotland. Have you ever eaten an avocado? Oh, mate, I love Never. avocado. What fried avocado? Who eats fried avocado? I said I love avocado, Jesus. <laughs> He's a header, isn't he? Um, so this week, the good goes to Australian Sevens, both the men's and the women's. That's it's always right. nice to win your home competition, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, the bad, Claremont. They've lost two of their last three home games in the top 14. Going back to Anglo-Welsh, the Welsh regions, losing all four games against premiership clubs. But the bad this week, Stade Francais, are an absolute shambles. Lost 40 points to five at home to Poe. Poo Oh, my word. How do you lose to Poe at home? 
<laughs> Gloucester did the week yeah, before as well. Yeah, they did. They got some damn good players. Maybe actually. maybe Poo ain't that Poo then. They ain't Poo, mate. Colin Slade, um, Conrad Smith, Smith, Conrad Smith's there. Stefan Armitage. They got some decent yeah. players. He's always got to mention the Kiwis. I know, of course he has. Yeah. <laughs> um, do, do, you know, do you know who Armitage is? No. It, <laughs> <laughs> um, so the bad this week goes to Stade Francais. They they're teetering on the edge of getting involved with a relegation scrap. So um, to get hosed at home. 40 points to 5, that's pretty bad. And then the ugly, we're going to stay in France. Of course. Joshua Tuisova, playing the wing for uh, Toulon, absolutely rips off Blair Connor's head in a tackle. Cover tackle, flies through the air, boom, straight arm. That's, red? That's pretty ugly. He gets red-carded, but that's not one the ugly. No? A man that, Jim, you would have had many tussles with over time. Um, Cudmore? Nope. Guess again. Pascal Papanui? Not Papanui. Think second row, think cheap shot. Think think the French Jim Hamilton. All fart, oh, no poo. Not the maestro. The maestro. Really? Johan Maestro. Johan oh, Maestro Judas. <laughs> maestro Judas. How, how, I didn't hate him as much as uh, Pascal Papi Poo. Oh, really? Yeah. You hated Maestro less than Pascal yeah, Papi Pascal Poo. Yeah, Pascal Papi Poo. I was like, mate, you are, abs- you are actually, your name's Pape, you are actually Pap. <laughs> That's what I used to think. Uh, what's Maestro doing? So, Maestro this week flies into a ruck with his head, into uh, Rory Grice's head. Bit of a head-on-head uh, clear-out, which is pretty dangerous. And then he follows it through with the cheapest elbow in the face you've ever seen. So Grice is lying back on the floor, head up, looking at him, doing nothing. And he's just dropped the elbow on him, straight red card. Really? Yeah. Ch- classic Maestri cheap shot. What will he get for that? I don't know. Well, you never know. Throw the, the book at him. You never know with the French No, I just say ban Pape as well. Uh, Pape's retired. I know he has. He's coaching now. <laughs> <laughs> ban him probably, anyway. He's probably coaching at Stad, and there are shambles. He is, he is coaching at Stad. So the ugly this week goes to... Pascal Papanui. No, Johan Maestro. <laughs> Johan Maestri. And that is the good, the bad, and the ugly. Well, we've got a review from Matt Bananahan. Good name. Matt Banana Man. It's not actually Banners. <laughs> is it Banners? Banahan or Banana Man? Banana hand. We'll ba- call him Banana Man. Matt Banana Man. We'll just call him the Banana, banana Man. Banana hand. We love our reviews. I did a lot of driving over the summer between Chester and Newcastle and got bored listening to music the whole way. The missus advised me to give a podcast to go and I searched rugby and this podcast came up. I binged the whole lot in about four days, laughing and listening to what Jiggly Jim and Gluttonous Goody had to say. That's true about Goody Jiggly, Jiggly Jim. Jiggly Jim. Like jiggle your, no, mate, jiggle your belly mate, around you, you and see, You see me in the shower. <laughs> Jiggly balls. Really class insight into the way the rugby world is and was. Best part of my week is listening to this class act. Well done, lads. Thanks, Banners. Thank you very much for listening to this Six Nations special. If you're enjoying the podcast and want to come into the studios and get behind the scenes look at how the show is put together, uh, join the Rugby Pass Fantasy Six Nations and join the Pod League to enter the draw. Rugby Pod. Pod.